Good morning. You listen to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Har. This morning, my guest is Shane Totten, the Director of Sustainability with Mannington Commercial. Shane, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. Good to be with you today. Yes, we want to talk because Mannington Mills recently committed to joining the United Nations Global Compact. We'll get to that in just a minute. First, you're Director of Sustainability with Mannington Commercial. You've been there for almost two years, but you've got 30 years of experience in the design area. You worked for South Face Institute for seven and a half years. You actually were a SCAD professor for a while, and you also worked in an architectural firm in the past, right? Yes, sir. I like to keep my fingers in multiple pies. It helps me learn every day. As far as sustainability with Mannington, Dave Kitts had that role for a while, and then you took it two years ago, right? Yes, sir. Dave had it at the corporate level and was part of his uh, multiple responsibilities, and so the Director of Sustainability position was created to allocate a full-time position to focus on issues related to environmental and social responsibility. Well, let's start out by talking about what this United Nations Global Compact is. Sure. The United Nations Global Compact is recognized as probably the world's largest corporate sustainability program that was created by not only the private sector, but the staff of the United Nations to reflect the sustainable development guidelines that the United Nations has published. And it's really a way to, I think, coalesce around the priorities that the United Nations sees in terms of environmental and social responsibility. The program's voluntary. You go through a process of self-assessment where you really look at how you're conducting your business with regard to the four program areas, human rights, labor, the environment, and anti-corruption. And within that, there are 10 principles. Within that, there are about 36 different areas that you examine to prepare you to, to make this commitment. It's a big commitment because you're really focusing on this idea of continuous improvement across those four categories of a focus, human rights, labor, environment, anti-corruption. And we were excited. We thought we aligned well based on our first pass at our self-assessment. I think that's a tribute to our core values that Mannington works with every single day. So by joining it, it's a public declaration of what's important to us. It's a commitment to our associates and our customers and our communities where we're operating and where our associates live. It says here in the release there's 18,000 companies that have joined it. There's three or four names that come to mind in the flooring business. I believe Interface and Tarkett and Millican are part of it. I may miss a few, so that's not an exhaustive list, but that's at least three that are on there and Mannington now, so four. You're signing up, you're volunteering, and it's a little bit self-policing, right? There's not an audit that's involved, is there? There's no external audit. There is an annual reporting process, so much like our corporate responsibility report or other companies and their ESG reports. We do check in with the uh, United Nations annually to let them know our progress in those four areas. So we set a baseline our first year, and then from there, we update them every year on the progress that we're making. So the first report that you'll put out will be next year? Yeah, I believe the reporting period's in, in July. So around the time we publish our next annual corporate report, we'll also be submitting a progress to the United Nations, which will be a lot of the same data that we disclose publicly, but we'll be putting it in their format for them. 
All right, since I've got you and I want to talk about one other topic of interest around the sustainability topic, you know, when Greenbuild first kicked off and we all started going, there was a lot of flooring companies that went and were involved. And it just seems like this, the whole focus of sustainability in the interiors business has waned just a little bit. Give us a feel for what you see in that category. Sure. I believe it's strong, but I believe it's evolving. I think that with the emergence of LEED, you know, almost 20 years ago now, it was a new and novel way for people to access sustainability, to really figure out where to start, how to design to it, how to implement it and build it, how to operate it. And a lot of that's become mainstream. A lot of that has worked its way into building codes and certifications and labels, and it's taken a lot of the guesswork out of it. So you see more and more design firms who are just practicing sustainability as a part of their design, much like they would incorporate ADA design guidelines, right? It's just something that they're doing now. The last two years, I've really traveled the country meeting with A&D firms with our sales team. You know, what I see is that a lot of trends are sort of merging into this more holistic approach to sustainability. So we've got interior designers who are really looking at embodied carbon. How are we driving down the carbon footprint of our products and our, our built environment, not just from the operational side, but now from the design and construction side? We're looking at material health. How are we eliminating chemicals that are bad actors that are threats to either the environment or to human health? How are we managing reclamation, end-of-life solutions for these products once they're ready to be taken off the floor? What are we doing with them? Are they going to the landfill, or can we divert them into more of a circular economy where they're being used as feedstock for the next generation of flooring Mm -hmm. products? But the interesting thing is that designers are asking about all of these things now so that you're really getting designers who are more informed about these different issues. They see the interrelationships between these issues. So it's not just enough to say, is it recyclable? Check is, you know, how are you recycling it? Where is it going? You say it's safe, but where's the certification that tells me that you don't have mercury or lead in your product or orthophthalates or PFAS chemicals? So um, I'm really pleased that it's becoming just more and more part of the daily conversation of design as opposed to a sidebar that you only do it if you think you can afford it. All right, that's good. So does becoming part of the UN Global Compact, does it open some doors for you with some A&D firms? I think that it demonstrates to some of our customers and our clients that we are serious about our environmental and social responsibility. I think that while Mannington has practiced responsibility over these areas over the life of its business, communicating it has not always been our strength. And so it helps us convey commitment. It helps us convey the level of determination that we have to not only demonstrate we're doing these things, but that they are part of who we are all along. Yeah, there are some folks who are going to look at it and say, yeah, the box is checked. They're part of the global compact but others are going to want to understand what that means to us. And that's where we have really strong conversations with our customers is talking about what this means to us as we make our product on a daily basis. One of the things about Mannington is you make a lot of your products right here in this country. Is is that a check mark plus for Mannington in the the commercial interiors business? I think it is. With the supply chain volatility of the pandemic, I think with the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act, 
we're seeing just how volatile source products can be. You know, we source products, but we also make almost all of our commercial products domestically. And you have more control over your supply chain. You've got more control over the quality of products when you're making them in your own plant. So, yeah, I think that it works in our favor that we are not only making product here domestically today, but we've been doing it since we opened our doors. How about the fact you're 108 years old and you're family-owned? Does that help? I think it does. I love working for a family-owned company. I think that it uh-huh. gives us patience to do the right thing, to demonstrate how we yeah. care in real and meaningful ways. So, yeah, I think the, the family-owned aspect goes a long way into making us a different type of business. All right, Shane, thanks for spending time with our listeners and telling us a little bit more about Mannington Mills' commitment by signing this United Nations Global Compact. Again, we've been talking to Shane Totten, the Director of Sustainability at Mannington, and you've been listening to Kemp Hart and floridaily.net.